Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in South Florida, it's time for South Florida Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of South Florida Business Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today we have with us Gio Garcia-Pons with GeoBalance. Welcome. Thank you, Lee, for having me. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us about GeoBalance. How are you serving folks? Thank you. So GeoBalance actually came about through my own story coming from the corporate world. And so when you ask what exactly is it that I do, I'm a health coach and life strategist. And what I do is I work with strong-willed, unflappable professionals who find themselves admitting that they are overwhelmed and burnt out, especially coming off of the pandemic and feeling overworked, overwhelmed. And I help them really like overhaul, rehaul, reset their lifestyle and routines to getting back in their game and then to accomplish any goal in which they want to set out to accomplish. Now, are these folks typically um, kind of enterprise level corporate executives? Are they entrepreneurs? Are they just regular folks? Uh, Do you have kind of a niche that you serve? Absolutely. So I do serve the corporate professional. And why? Because again, that's where my story comes from, in that I found myself a couple years ago in a state of overwhelming burnt out to the point of no return. And it was so hard to get back. And I couldn't understand what was happening because I had always been such a strong willed person. And therefore, I did not have the tools and resources. And so now, coming from my story and coming out of that successfully, now it's a passion of mine to go back in and help these professionals to provide them with those tools and resources so they don't get to the point of no return as I did, which ended up affecting me from a health perspective, relationship perspective, financial perspective, you name it, because it's a trickle down effect. So your background was in corporate, like you had a traditional kind of college, go to corporate life and then work your way up the ladder kind of career? 100%. Yes. I set out to be a corporate executive internationally and I got my dream. And once I was there, I was not prepared for the stress and the demands that corporate companies have, especially going through reorgs and so many things that are required from you um, as often as they would like that absolutely that's where all that came from. So you kind of were in it and did you, is, was it something that just snuck up on you that you were, you were like, on one hand, everybody's like, Gio's killing it. Like, you know, every time I turn around, she's got a promotion, she's seeing the world, everything is going her way, but inside you were struggling and you were feeling overwhelmed and you were having, you know, health and, and, um, personal issues. Absolutely. So, and let me tell you where that came from, which is the surprise that I had that I didn't see it coming. And that is because all of us have a competitive side, knowing that the things that we want to do, we want to accomplish. And so for me, I took that competitiveness as a way of where I came from and and operated from there. So that means doing what it takes, putting in the hours that I needed to put in, looking for the next promotion, wanting to be recognized, meeting those incentives that corporate companies have, all the while not realizing that I was operating from more of an ego perspective, right? Because we are competitive with ourselves. We wanted to be the best and not taking care of myself along the way. So I actually ignored 
all of the signals along the way, such as stress, tired, fatigue, not being motivated. And I said, no, 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 I can get over that. And really it was ego that took me over. And then I was burnt out to the point of no return. So you were just, your thinking is, I'm going to power through. This is what successful people do. There's challenges, there's hurdles. We conquer them. We go boldly forward. That's, that's how I handle things. Yes, that's absolutely correct. And therefore no one tapped on my shoulder and said, listen, we appreciate everything you're doing, but you realize that at this pace that you're going, you're probably end, uh, going to end up somewhere that you're not going to be happy with. Instead, it was glorified and to keep going, going, because unfortunately today, you know, society is about doing, about accomplishing these things and the expectations that are placed on you. So nowhere along the way did I have check-in points to say, it's time to step back, give yourself a break, disconnect to reconnect so that in order to come back faster, you get to slow down. So there was no geo helping geo. There was no geo helping geo. Yes. And if, if the, it's those questions of should have, would have, could have, right? If I would have known then what I know now, I would have absolutely have been in a better position, but I do see it as a purpose and a reason as to why that happened to me so that today I can focus what used to be my passions for myself. Now my passions onto others to then pay it back and help others. Now, would a younger Geo have accepted the help? Would you have um, been that vulnerable and say, uh, I, I need help? Or would you have said, I don't need this. I got this. Again, that's a great question because the answer to that is no, the younger Geo would not have accepted that. And it really comes down to terminology. A lot of us don't like that word help, but if it's reframed in other words, such as support, um, uh, pillars, ways of opportunities and challenges to get you to the next level, performance appraisals. In that way, I would have, I think, listened a lot better. But from a health perspective, I think that's one of the biggest obstacles that corporate professionals have today where they're like, oh, no, I don't need help. I'm not weak. But really, everyone needs the support because we know that we can't do everything on our own. Now, when you're working with organizations, are, do, are, do they have that level of self-awareness where they're willing to invest in, in folks, you know, maybe lower on the, on the corporate ladder than they are um, to help build them up and to give them the support that they need? Or is this something that only at the highest levels get to participate in this kind of coaching? What you just mentioned is something that I'm extremely passionate about, and that is it comes through leadership. Leadership must understand the well-being of their employees and what the benefits are from there. So it actually must come in from the top in order for the awareness then to trickle in. And something about awareness, we think that through awareness, it's we're going to have this huge aha or it has to be something monumental when really it's about the basics. It's revisiting things that are very simplistic that we think, yeah, 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 I know how to do that. But have you really stopped and focused on that and really listened and put it into execution to help you? So, yes, it has to come from leadership uh, as a trickle down effect. And companies cannot be afraid to get involved in the well-being of their employees. Now, are you finding that organizations are kind of open to this level of coaching for the organization, or is this only for the you know high potentials that they're trying to fix or, or groom to take over? 
today, as we are starting to see the end of this pandemic, 100% are realizing it because they're realizing that it does not matter how successful or the best of the best that you were, mental health has affected everyone. Everyone has been affected by mental health. So as they start bringing people back into physical locations and asking for certain results and starting to plan for their 2022 business plans, yes, they understand that this is a big part of it because what employees are looking for today is empathy and to know that you are willing to get involved with their well-being. So now do you work primarily with corporations with their corporate program or do you work with individuals? So I work with both and I uh, mainly target companies that don't have wellness programs in place and that want to start building that foundation to really take care of the well-being of their employees. So you're talking about companies with as little as 10, 15 employees to about 200 or so employees. So your smaller size companies, as well as individuals, which that, of course, comes uh, of, of all ages. So you can start a program with a 10, 25 person company? 100%. And what, yes. does, that, what does that look like? So that becomes part of more informational, more creating awareness. Did you know? Activities, things to put them into action to start understanding and defining what their needs are. Where is it that they're, what results do they want? Where are they headed? A lot of us, believe it or not, still ask ourselves the question of what do you want to be when you grow up? What's what's next? How are you today? If I waved a magic wand, what is it that you would ideally want from your professional career? But yet in that magic word, which is while balancing your personal life. So you believe there is a way to balance like this isn't life isn't just life there's a work-life balance or is this just life and then we're just you know managing it and what a great topic of debate you bring up because there's so many opinions around it my opinion is that you can find true balance between your personal and work life in paying attention to all other aspects of your life now your balance is just as unique as what works for you for weight loss, how you saved up for a house. So a lot of what we see is very cookie cutter, whereas my approach, I come in and say, let's customize something for you where it is specifically made for you to reach the results because there's so many other ways to look at it. But yes, I believe that there is true uh, balance in both life and work, but it's your own unique and it gets to look individual to you. So now when you're having a conversation with a new um, client or prospective client, what are some of the questions you're asking them to kind of open their mind to this kind of work? So number one is what are the results that you're looking for to drive revenue, right? Because that's how you're going to get uh, the company's attention of why should I take care of my employees? What is that going to have in it for me? And that's helping them understand that for when you invest a certain amount of money in the well-being of your employees, there's a return on investment based on 
the revenue and profit that you're trying uh, to bring in for your company. That there's, there's facts around that. And that's the first thing that I tell them about where do you want to take your business? Where is the opportunity and gap and what, and what is it that you want for them to produce? Because from there, then I'll take them to the foundation, which to let them know that really the secret to it is their well-being, is allowing them to experience pleasure so they can be motivated back to the empathy, back to the, that the company cares. And it's like, it's a cycle. It's that perfect cycle that once you have it tuned, there's nothing that you can't take your company to by having the best of your business uh, experience expertise with cognitive science of behavior of how your employees behave and work in certain situations, and then having these health modalities which fit into the well-being. So it's almost like the perfect little circle. And then you you come to them with kind of research and some like this is a fact based. Uh, this isn't a hypothesis. This is there's research that backs that. If your employees are engaged, then the, they have this level of wellness and they are in this kind of balance. They are going to perform more. That's going to affect your bottom line. This isn't a nice to have and it sounds good and it's a kumbaya. We're all feeling, you know, rah, rah. This is something that is kind of proven to have tangible results. One, that's 100% correct. And it's the facts that figures are out there and we've seen proof and even more so it's needed now because a lot of companies are asking themselves, how are we going to get back? How are we going to bring these employees back? So much has changed. What challenges am I going to face with them? Are they going to want to come back? Are we going to have some people that are going to say, you know what, I'm not even coming back. So yes, 100%, there is a return on their investment that does contribute to the bottom line. And um, is this something that it takes years to see results or is this something that you're going to see results, you know, in 90 days or six months? So the results are broken down into what I like to say three different areas. The first one is the health and wellness, which is most important when it comes to someone like HR. Why? Because once you start working on well-being, it reduces the amount of sick days that they have, the days that personal days they take off for whatever reasons they have. So that's the first thing is how do we get the employee to show up every day 100% and that's through their health and wellness. That's number one. That's where you can start seeing results really within the first 90 days as you get give, give them awareness to what to look out for, what's going on. Then the second piece is the mental health piece, piece which is once you are aware of your, of your health and wellness, how do you manage and cope and reduce with stress management and resilience, which is the mental health piece. Once they create awareness around that and they learn how to self-regulate, then that feeds into their well-being, which takes great, elevates their health even more. And then the last piece that I work on with them is really around the personal and professional development. It's helping the employee define what they want, who they are, what's their next level. It's again, back to the question of what do I want to do when I grow up or what's next for me? So when you accumulate those three areas, the timing on that, I would say 12 to 18 months, because it takes time to circulate and especially engagement, along with one-on-ones with me, along with workshops, activities, team building, a lot of assessments, you know, there's, it's, it's a big process, but definitely the first piece is within 90 days, 
which is your health and wellness to reduce the number of days that you are missing in the workforce. This must be such rewarding work for you. Oh, Lee, thank you for saying that. It really is. Um, There's nothing like being able to impact somebody's life or being able to, to have someone just say to you, thank you for listening. That's exactly it. Or someone just breaking down and saying, how did you know? And that to me is everything. I will tell you that I have resisted this for a long time, but I realized that this is why it happened to me in the corporate world. And I have now stepped into it and I am seeing the results with people. And it's just beautiful to be let into these journeys or even be part of these companies to then see later on down on the culture that they've created and the success that they have at the end of the day. So how could we help you? Do you need, do you need more corporate clients? You need more individual clients? What uh, are you looking for right now? Oh, thank you so much for that. I really am looking for corporate clients. And why? Because, you know, the pandemic really hurt me in the sense of those were the first budgets to go. And now that we're coming back into the workforce and mental health and well-being is really something important, I want to be able now into impact at a whole, as much as I love one-on-ones, but really come in as a group and see that momentum change within the culture of the organization. So definitely um, corporate companies and allowing me to customize things um, on the needs that they have based on anything from a one-time workshop to something from six to 18 months, depending on the company's needs. Now, uh, you mentioned company size. Is there an industry, is this industry agnostic? It doesn't matter what industry or do you have a sweet spot in terms of industry? Yeah, so industry really doesn't matter, but I have identified two industries that, again, um, from my experience, that really get hit hard. uh, Three, actually. Number one, real estate. To be a real estate broker today is very high demanding balance is very hard. Number two, the banking industry. Banking industry are very long hours. A lot is expected from you. Um, and And they've really, a lot of those employees were blessed to keep their jobs. And so now they're coming off the pandemic even more overwhelmed. And then lastly, law firms, law, lawyers, that's a very high stressful job where again, Every The boundaries are very gray because everything mixes together between personal and life. So I, I would say those are the three main industries that I work on. But of course, always open to helping anyone who needs my support and help. Now, if somebody wants to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team, is there a website? Yes, there is. And it's geobalance.com. And that's geobalance.com? That is correct. Well, Gio, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing such important work, and we appreciate you. Thank you for having me. It was also a pleasure. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on South Florida Business Radio. 